0: Hey, welcome, thanks for tuning in! This is There's Something About Archviz, a podcast where I discuss with experts and industry leaders about the many sides of the piece industry. I'm your host Federico Biancullo, I'm an archviz artist, founder of The Big Picture, blogger and content creator in the field of architectural representation. I'm on a journey to learn more on all things about ArcBiz, art direction, business, technology, you name it, and I would like you to be a part of this journey as well. Through these conversations, my hope is to bring light to not-so-obvious topics connected to our industry, and help you grow as a professional, as an artist, and, why not, as a human being as well. So, please join me! Without further ado, let's jump into this episode of There's Something About ArcBiz. Hello, I'm back. I know, I haven't released a new episode for about more than a month now. Well, truth is, I've been very busy, both with work and recently with a very, very intensive content creation schedule. And so scheduling new interviews became much more difficult. I'll probably consider releasing episodes with a looser schedule from now on, according on how things will evolve. But anyway, I'm here today with a new episode, and that's all that matters for now. I've been thinking to make this episode for a while and today I finally got the chance to discuss gender equality issues in our industry. Historically ARKVIS has been a very male-heavy industry and last statistics from 2016 tell us that women represented only 7% of the workforce in ARKVIS. I believe that the more diverse a field is, and this is especially true in creative professions, the more that field is a thriving one. So I decided to sit down with Elena Valeria Miller and discuss why women are so underrepresented in artists and what can we do to encourage more to join the profession. Elena is a 3D artist, creative director and soon to be author on a book about composition, creativity and personal development for CG artists. She has a long track record of working in creative fields such as photography and graphic design, in recent times, Elena became a spokeswoman for the Women in ArcBiz platform, with the aim of giving more visibility and support to women in our field. In our conversation, we discussed how Women in ArcBiz started, what are the main struggles that women face in ArcBiz, and in which ways the industry could do better in order to improve inclusivity and equality. So, without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Enjoy!
1: I was on and off from ArcBiz. Now I'm, um, I'm actually writing a book. I'm working on a book. Oh, cool. Initially, it was about composition, but based on uh, the book uh, A Painter's Secret Geometry by um, uh, Charles Boulot. is a French author. And anyway, uh, so he is giving these frameworks and schemes and... I wanted to take these frameworks and explain them to make them relevant for CG art as well. Because people look at these frameworks and they see the paintings in the museums and, okay, it makes sense, you know, the golden section and all, all those musical proportions. But people never apply them in like real work, you know, <laughs> they are not used. And I just wanted to bring them somehow into awareness. But the thing is that after I, I tried to do that, I got into a lot of other areas and I got into creativity at large and uh, especially the neurobiology behind creativity. So then I started to get into neurobiology. I, I did some research and uh, it just got more and more complicated because I, I focused a lot on the what does it mean to be creative out of a biological point of view. You know What is happening in our brain actually? And also uh, about perception, about observation, So I did, I have got a lot into neurobiology and psychology and I just kept researching and researching and now I've come to a stop. So I'm like, okay, I have this first draft now and this contains a lot of areas that are, they are not art. They are a bit uh, beyond. Now I'm trying to make sense of everything I've written and try to put it all together in a way. So it's, it's probably going to be like a uh, an artist's personal development with understanding more about our brain about ourselves because you know if we understand uh, what's happening in our brain you understand more about your behavior more about yourself and it really matters for creativity so yeah I'm uh, striving to become an author rather than <laughs>
0: you have a background in 3d as well before you were interested in all these topics.
1: Uh, yes, actually, I have recently got into 3D. Recently, meaning 10 years ago, but it's recently because I was 31. I- I'm 41 right now. All my other decades before, I've done graphic design. Oh. I- I've been a graphic designer. I have been an art director for Cosmopolitan magazine Wow. <laughs> in Romania. <laughs> And um, I have changed a lot of jobs from uh, after I uh, graduated from arts university. I have changed a lot of jobs. I I wanted to learn more. And every time I have reached like a point where I was like, okay, I got this. Then I have to get a better job and so on. So (laughs) that's how I got into to be an art director. And then I realized, okay, this is too much managing people. For me, I, I really prefer more creative roles. Then I got to get into graphic design. So I was basically doing 2D for a long, long time, uh, 20 years. I also studied arts a lot. And um, in 2011, I traveled to UK. That's when I did the master degree in um, illustration and animation. So I learned 3DS Max and basic animation. And that's where I started 3D. and. I had no idea at the beginning. I mean, I started 3D modeling and I was just, I trained myself. I'm self-taught. And I got into art this first time in 2013.
0: Still early, you know.
1: Well, yeah, but for me that uh, I'm 41. So it's like, it was quite late in my life. (laughs) Now I don't do architecture, to be honest. (laughs) But. When I did work for for our architectural visualization, I worked first with some local architects from here, from this city, that is a city close to London. I worked one-on-one with two architects. Um, So one of them, they were very different. They had very different styles. So basically I, I visualized their work. So I wasn't like coming up with my creative input very much i just visualized literally visualized their plans which uh, were various buildings around london one uh, house just here in this city that was a for a planning application so i did relatively small projects not huge skyscrapers i didn't do that i did uh do some visualization for oxford university because i worked in oxford for a studio in Oxford and I moved to Oxford for a while here uh, like about two years and then I came back to this city because it's closer to London and I just like here more so I did some visualization for Oxford stadiums and sports fields and stuff like that in Oxford for Oxford University which meant a lot of exterior which. <laughs> I'm not very comfortable with exteriors because I was more drawn to interiors. Also, I did, I must uh, admit, I did a lot of boring stuff uh, there because there were a lot of industrial sheds, <laughs> so literally industrial sheds visualization, which is like, no thanks. One <laughs> I... <laughs> well, it's
0: fine. You can take one as a challenge. When you start taking more, it becomes a bit boring, I know.
1: (laughs) It's becoming like, okay, uh, what am I doing here? And then, yeah, I worked with other various clients like uh, on a very specific project. I worked with an advertising agency as well in Oxford. I did some work for Autodesk that was through that advertising agency. So like branding work, like... 3d modeling and 3d rendering
0: i just want to move slowly towards the topic of today yes you've been in graphic design you've been in so many fields when you moved to artvis did you actually know that the male female ratio is so unbalanced i think graphic design should be it is more even it is not our it is because i don't know much about graphic design
1: well i moved because i moved between countries i was working in romania for about 10 years in Bucharest and then I moved to the UK 10 years ago and the cultural differences are <laughs> enormous Um cultural differences and socio-economical environment that matters a lot. In um, Bucharest there weren't so many uh, female even in graphic design. I was always among very few uh, in teams when I when I was working in team Um, I was like the only girl art director. I mean, through all the corporation because it's Sonoma Hearst Corporation and it's got lots of magazines. And I think I was the only girl who was an art director in the entire building. There were mainly men. Mainly, I had to compete with men. Even more like the more girly magazines, they still had males in art directors. Uh, I mean, the editor-in-chief was a female, let's say, but the art director, the one who also was uh, doing some design work because you do a lot of design work as well as an art director, there were majority males and majority of, of, of jobs I was chasing, like I was competing mainly with males. But obviously going forward in time, it's getting better. The equality is starting to to rise a little bit. I mean, not the equality, the the tendency. But anyway, so in the UK was a completely different attitude. It's also a matter of attitude, you see. mm, There's a lot less prejudice, a lot less bias. I mean, people do uh, treat you like an individual, not like, you see, that's the problem. Many female artists have that I want to just be treated like the other guy in the team, you know, I don't want to be treated like she's got uh, written on her forehead that something else, you know, that's why many, not many, but some, some female artists were uh, upset by um, even the existence of this group because they said, okay, this is a discrimination already.
0: We're talking about women in Arqvist now, right?
1: Yeah, it's not a discrimination. We are trying to do exactly the opposite. But how do you do the opposite without pointing out that there are very few women?
0: Which is true. By the way, we don't have current statistics at end. But
1: the last statistic that Jeff Mottle did, because Jeff Mottle he was the first who started all this even questioning. Hey, what's going on in our field? Not many people did that at that point. And he did a statistic in 2016 and uh, there were only 7%.
0: I remember that one. I was referring to that one.
1: That one is old. So probably now it's a lot better.
0: I have the impression that now this percentage is quickly rising. I see a lot of female artists in school. So we don't have data at hand, like very recent data. I think there's few people in the industry that are able to gather this.
1: Yes, exactly. I mean, you have to be in a position to manage to do that. Uh, I think CG Architect is uh, one of them.
0: Going back to the start of the group, to the start of the movement, you told me that Jeff Mottle basically started making questions. So, how the whole thing got started?
1: Jeff was featuring women's work on uh, CG Architect website, and there was obvious that there are very few female artists, and he started this movement on Facebook, this group on Facebook, in uh, February 2019. And then. Um, Uh, You see, it needs a bit of clarification because somebody asked on the Facebook group, isn't it so patriarchal of us uh, to have been created by a man?
0: I'd be honest, it's something that I asked myself as well.
1: Uh, Yeah, it is a question, you see. But actually, no, it's not patriarchal because Jeff Motto and CJ Architect are very well-known. It's like (laughs) the most well-known brand in ArchViz he created the platform for us to express ourselves. He didn't control it, he started it. So he gave a shout like, hello, look, there's a problem here. Let's do something for our fellows, female artists. Uh, let's feature their work. Let's see why <laughs> there are so few, why they don't wanna come and work in this area or what are their difficulties? and so on. So he, he started this platform not for um, controlling or anything, I to say. It wasn't for his benefit. It was for us to express ourselves.
0: I think you can see that also because he slowly moved away a bit from the discourse at a certain point. He's less active than at the beginning.
1: But you know why? Because we've got the debate on Facebook because mm-hmm. we have been attacked by trolls many times. So... I'm pretty sure there are not so many people that are negative. I'm pretty sure there are more positive people than negative.
0: But the negative are usually more loud than the positive. Yes, That's the problem. somehow
1: <laughs> those negative ones, they manage to disrupt normality, how to say, because there is a normality and there is a tendency globally towards equality and not only uh, diversity you know there is a global trend so it's not like oh wow we are crazy you see we are the only ones who do this no it's it's a global tendency towards uh, more diverse environments more inclusion for women and for other categories, and also uh, against this bias, uh, this bias that is coming from a long, long history of women being treated just like mothers and wives, <laughs> you see, and um, I have some reports from one, some of our members, there are still people who are treating women like this, even women, very high position in companies and for example one of our members uh, she's a partner in a company in a studio and every time she uh, sometimes speaking with male clients uh, they ask are you the sister or the wife can I talk to him so it's very very upsetting you see it's a huge bias and in science, already it's been proven that women are as capable for technical jobs as men's And I think many, many women already proved that because many women are scientists, astronauts all sorts. But we somehow in our Vs, we still don't trust that women can do technical jobs, which is really upsetting.
0: Why I wonder that in 2016, the ratio was so low. I'm trying to give an explanation of that. Honestly, I can find one.
1: I'll try to give you an explanation. Well, I think uh, many people that come to ArcVis, they come via architecture, but many come via computer science. So, for example, in 2008, I remember I was browsing the CG websites, looking like at CG art, where in 2007 or 2008, it was still really hard to, to achieve photorealism it was Mm -hmm. really hard and i was amazed of what was done at that point even Uh, but most of those people were guys in computer science because it was just so difficult to do that type type of stuff i mean rendering was just insane yes (laughs) i mean it was hard it was hard to get to a level of photorealism if you think about what what happened at the beginning of the rendering engine so it's just I remember when I started and even I started quite late in my life but I was using v-ray and there were so many settings so many settings like I had to try over and over again other settings and other settings and other settings it was just like a Just a cascade of settings that you needed to try to control, you know, because there were tutorials, but some tutorials were saying something. Some tutorials were based on a different type of a method.
0: I haven't been as long as you in the industry. I started in 2014 doing images, but I still remember following Grant Warwick's tutorials on how to use V-Ray and they were so technical. And this was way before V-Ray 3.0 was released. V-Ray 3.0 kind of changed the approach to the images. And Corona Renderer also changed a lot.
1: Corona is like, yay, (laughs) finally, (laughs) it's like super intuitive.
0: Let let me get this straight. What you're saying is that probably the high technicality of 3D at the time was kind of of putting for female artists. They saw it more as a technical profession.
1: Yeah, the problem is that this is a huge bias. Uh, There was always a huge bias against that women can get into technical professions. And you see there now there is a huge movement for STEM jobs. Where women must be encouraged to get into STEM jobs because here in UK, even in like a very civilized country in the UK, they still have a huge problem in getting women to get into technical professions. And I don't know why. It's probably early encouragement. There are many studies that have been made in different countries and there are huge cultural differences. For example... In the Scandinavian countries, the percentage of girls better at maths than boys is higher, a lot higher. So how do you explain that? Why is it possible there? For example, Iceland is like the top country where there are more girls good at math than boys because they are encouraged from early age. Environment matters so, so much. Environment uh, matters 50%, genes 50%, environment is 50%. That's from my research in neurobiology. And that's what recent research shows. So this early encouragement for girls to learn maths or to get into science is lacking, is lacking in many, many countries.
0: So women in ACVIS follows more or less the same goal encouraging female artists to undertake this career.
1: Yes, but you see, it must come even earlier. This encouragement must start with your kindergarten child.
0: I will say something here. Uh, art is usually stems from architecture. Architecture is where we're starting from. And architecture is not really balanced. I mean, male to female ratio is quite even, but there's still a lot of gaps when it comes to wage, when it comes to seniority of positions. And there's something else that has to be said about the pressure that we get from architecture, because architecture is a highly competitive field, It's high pressure right or nowhere, tight deadlines, and this is something that inevitably we bring into our So we have more or less the same problems, but we are at the bottom of the chain of command.
1: Yeah, and that's in my view. I probably have a different view than yours. Um, the people who are coming from architecture they have various reasons. So for example, you are an architect and why would you want to be a visualizer? Because you don't like what you do, right? I mean, what is more creative? Is it more creative to do architecture or is it more creative to do visualization? Because visualization is a different job. It's basically a technical job. And that's it. It's basically, I'm taking your plans, your design, and I'm I'm transforming it into an image or into something you can walk through so it's basically a technicality it's taking your design i'm basing on the architect design i'm working with that there are some architects who want to do their own visualization they don't like the idea to give it away to other people and for example i have female architects friends that uh, prefer to be architects and they don't want to get into visualization so arc for them is not an option. So I think many, many women that are working in architecture are just not attracted to visualization because it's, it's not for them. It's, I mean, they maybe feel like they are more creative or they can reach their own potential more in architecture or in interior design, but not necessarily just, you know, doing some uh, pretty pictures, pretty renders while others are super attracted because they really like also this kind of geeking out. But you see there are individual differences, many individual differences. You you just can't point towards just one problem. I don't think there is a problem in itself with a profession. I think it's individual difference.
0: Yeah, when it comes to this, there's no problem with the professional. also, I think there has to be said something about creativity. I think art is right now, of course, it has not been before like that, but now it's technical until a certain extent, because yes. tools are making it easier to be more artistic. More
1: creative. Yeah. Yes,
0: more creative. And probably this is a misconception that I still see in a lot of people, young people and students as well. But what I was telling you about architecture was was more about gender issues of course and yeah, yes. these issues we translate them inevitably into art because we are connected with a with a direct link to architecture so going back to women in art the objective is as far as i understood is equality
1: well no it's not really i mean equality is a bit um, of an utopia if you know what i mean i mean it's you you can't really reach equality it's it's just too much to say it's like uh george orwell's 1984 you know you don't want that type of equality do you (laughs) no not that (laughs) the thing with equality is that i think it's an utopia and in many countries (laughs) literally they don't understand the concept and i want to quote one of our members and she's from turkey Um, she said uh, according to world economic forum gender gap report 2020. Turkey ranks 130 among 153 countries. Unfortunately, things are getting worse and worse here. Recently, Turkey withdrew from a treaty that protects women and LGBTI plus people, feeling extremely furious and worried. So that's what happened there. And it's not only Turkey, you see. There is a lot of the countries of East Europe. I'm coming from a East European country, a former communist country. I grew up under communism for 10 years. Communism generated some monstrosities because of cultural shock. After the communists fell, basically in the 90s, everybody just went crazy, (laughs) you know. You see... Not being able to to even leave the country to, to even listen to music. Because you couldn't listen to music. There, there are only choirs about the dictator. And you couldn't watch TV. There are countries out there that are still in the dark Middle Ages, you see. And when we talk about those countries, uh, you just... You can drop it with the diversity and <laughs> equality. I'm
0: realizing it is going to be really difficult to keep it just about archviz because this branches out on so many levels.
1: The thing is, in archviz, archviz is a relatively small industry. It's not that huge comparing to architecture. I think architecture. I mean, obviously, architecture is a lot huge. No, it's it's huge uh, comparing to archviz. And the thing is that there are many corporations and companies that are doing their own visualization uh, in architecture and so on so if i try to again to point out why we did this group we just wanted to create the community Um, it's just a community support group we are not trying to make a revolution or anything it's a community support group and it's just for women to say hi, you know, I'm here, I'm also doing this, I love this, why am I not considered at all? I mean, seriously, it's like women are very dismissed and ignored completely because they are few and they are just, you know, there are different stages in which you are as an artist and obviously everybody has a start, everybody has a better level or maybe not a good level, so... Obviously, we see more outstanding work from men because uh, there are more males and proportionally, obviously, there will always be more uh, exceptional work from males because of the proportion. (laughs) It's kind of a no-brainer. The thing is, what we are trying to do on this group is show that we have also exceptionals. you know, we also have exceptional work from female artists. You see, it's not necessarily that we can't get there. We can. It's just that we are not so many. And proportionally, this imperative is probably going to be very slowly, slowly. I mean, for example, in London. In London is great. Uh, There are many, many female artists here. So in one 3DS meetup, I was uh, going a lot to the 3DS meetups probably everybody knows the 3DS meetup because it's also online and 3DS meetup has been traditionally an ArcViz gathering and at the beginning when I first went there with my friend Vida and we were just two women (laughs) and then just you know they were uh, maybe we are the waitresses or something so you see it was huge the gap. When um, I was attending in 2019, there were more women, more women at the meetup almost, more female artists even than men. So how to say, in London, probably Scandinavian countries, there is a better equity.
0: But if you see the wider circle of ARKVID, so if we take into account industry conferences, showcases, on websites, have you seen a certain inversion of trend in the, in the last two years? Let, let's start from 2019 when Women in we started. So in these two years, have you seen any inversion of trend in these areas?
1: Not really inversion. I mean, the only inversion it was uh, at the 3DS meetup when uh, there were almost more women than men, but uh, that was just an event. So I can't tell from an event necessarily if there is a trend inversion. For example, there are still very few panelists because of events. Um, There are always less, uh, or none, no females, no whatsoever. So this is again a problem where we wanted to um, try a change. And there were again trolls uh, ranting about this because uh, some people just, I don't know, to me it sounds absurd not to want to have more diverse panels, for example. Why would you not want? More diversity in the panels, isn't it less boring? I mean, <laughs> really, it's really cool to to see that there are inspiring people. There can be any 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 gender, any race, any anything. I mean, really, uh, it's welcoming to have more diverse panels. But some people still are against.
0: Do you think it is harder to have female panelists for organizers?
1: I don't. Why? When would that be? I don't understand, I, okay, well, wait, there are indeed some females, for example, that said, I refused, I refused, I refused. So if the problem is from the other side, that's obviously unlucky, How to say. If if somebody refuses, a female artist, if you say no, and then where do I find another one? You know, that's the problem. Yeah. Where do I find another one that is like the level of this one. Yeah, and yeah. That's the problem. Also, female artists should be aware of this situation. When they are asked to speak, they'd have to say yes. <laughs> because otherwise we can't change things.
0: Under this light, what can be done to highlight more and to do more for women in our field?
1: Uh, well, I asked people uh, because I have also my own group that is closed. It's only for a women professional. It's called Women Forum in our village, and it's only by invitation and it's completely closed. People can express themselves better in a secret environment rather than Mm. knowing that this is going to be attacked by some kind of troll in public, you know, in the public group. That's why we don't do these uh, debates anymore on public group because there is no debate. There is a tendency towards diversity. So why do we have to still debate about this? We don't have to debate. What we do is support and Try to be a platform for women to, uh, to just be visible because they, they don't want some of them. They don't want to be visible. Some of them, I'm trying to find on um, the time examples and posts because we need role models. But role models, close to us in our environment that we can talk to, we can connect to. You know, like yeah. immediately connect. We don't need VIPs that are somewhere. You don't even know if they are real. Uh, we need people, we need role models that are near, that are accessible. And you see, look, she did this, she did that. And it's very powerful. For example, uh, recently um, I featured the story of one of our members who uh, switched her career towards visiting in her 50s. It's amazing. This is a huge, you know, inspiration. And um, you can say, yeah, you can chase your dreams no matter Um when, in your path, in your career, in your journey, you know, there is always uh, hope, you know, so we need more role models, we need inspiring people, and we need, we do need this thing with the women speakers, we need this more as well, and well, education is getting better, so we already said this is one of the big channels that would attract, obviously, uh, what else, how else can we attract, um, Well, the maternity, the maternity policy is a big ouch. The thing is, is when I was pregnant, I just stopped working. And when I wanted to get into a contract, I was very close to sign a contract. And they said, oh, no, we can't work with you. You're pregnant. Woo. (laughs) You know, like they were freaked out. My God, you know, you're pregnant. So that's the problem that we have to deal with. And one of our members said she never felt in her career that uh, she was treated differently because she's a woman, only except when she got pregnant and then she was like... (laughs) The world
0: collapsed, yeah. (laughs)
1: Exactly.
0: This connects a bit what I was telling you just a bit before. I think it's a systematic issue of the profession that inevitably reflects on maternity issues.
1: Yeah, but you know, maternity doesn't last forever. I mean, come on. And
0: uh, there is another problem
1: here. In Scandinavian countries, they can deal with it. We can't. So it's always like that. We have to just take the examples from the Scandinavian countries where they consider both parents. They are not considering, it's just, just the mom, okay? It's parent number one and parent number two, okay? You don't have to just do this gender thing. We are both in this and this is what we're gonna do. The maternity leave is morally equal. It's not even called maternity
0: No, Yeah, it should be something like parental leave.
1: Parental, yes. What are we gonna do? We're gonna go extinct because of the deadline from Mark <laughs> come on. Um, anyway, another one of the good examples in this is Anna Parry and she is a project director and partner at Hayes-Davidson in London. And she's has a real initiative towards a more equal maternity leave. And they implemented this as an internal rule in their studio, which uh, means it can be an example for other studios that, you know, you don't necessarily have to wait for some um, central government decisions and all that. You can just do some arrangements, internal arrangements in studios. You know, you can change a little bit the policies in your studio to accommodate uh, uh, women to, to feel more normal. Hard to say, because it's not only a woman problem. It should be both parents' uh, problems.
0: It's a parent's problem. It's a
1: parenting thing.
0: When I mentioned the systematic issue is that, you see, our industry is made mostly by boutique offices or small companies. And in these cases, when there's a maternity leave or a parental leave, the world collapses in these companies. So in these companies, it's much more difficult. I've heard secondhand reports from people working in these companies that are having actual problems... In mentioning the idea of having kids, and that's terrible because the boss was, you know, putting a wall in front of that idea. That's why I mean, why I mentioned it was a systematic problem in our industry, and it's a, it's a difficult issue. Honestly, I'm I like discussing these issues. I don't have a solution, of course, because I'm not I'm not a policymaker, but it's something that we have to make people aware of. I believe.
1: Yeah, that's the problem. I don't have a solution either. But uh, if you look at Hayes and Davidson, well, of course, this is a very um, famous company, isn't it? Uh, but there are some examples of people who manage to accommodate these issues uh, internally so it's not totally impossible obviously as a woman in this field you have to be very aware of this problem maybe you have to plan ahead but many couples are basically they are both 3d artists there has to be an understanding um, a compromise somehow obviously it's all the, the women that I talked with they struggled as moms and uh, some of them they said uh, I was just working with my baby like this in front of my computer and I did that for a while as well my baby here and my keyboard here so <laughs> you see to be a mom is the hardest job in the world arcvis is a is a piece of cake <laughs> you see <laughs>
0: Something else I wanted to ask about struggles that women have in this field. Uh, can you see any prejudice against women in our field, aside the maternity issue?
1: Aside the maternity issue, there is a the problem with the technical thing. I can find uh, one of our members again. she said, um, somehow it's very irritating for women, this problem. I feel women are much more trusted as creatives than they are in technical roles and problem solving situations. This has been a recurrent issue I have been witness to for many years. So all the um, female artists that I talked to, they all said almost the same thing. Uh, uh, There is a huge bias around the idea that women somehow are not good enough at technical things or solving technical problems, which is really highly irritating because it's really not true. You see, why do you get into this profession? You like technical stuff. Why do we get in this profession? We like technical stuff. That's why we get in this profession. Come on, we just like it. And people just don't want to understand that. Somehow there is still this prejudice and this bias. Of course, I'm not talking about everybody. There are many men out there that are pretty conscious about this. And they have probably their partners or girlfriends that they know very well and they work with them. and. And obviously not everybody has this prejudice, but this prejudice exists. And there is a problem with people that are not directly involved, like some clients that they don't exactly know what is about. And they treat women like, um, I told you before, it's either the wife or either the sister or something. So it's unacceptable, this treatment, this attitude needs to change.
0: Now, I'm thinking this is not a battle that you can fight alone. I think men should join in. And I, I deeply believe that everybody should contribute towards, a, as you call it, as an utopia, but being as egalitarian as possible, not just in our field. Of course, of course. But everywhere. But as men of ARKVIS, as men in this industry, how can we facilitate change? How can we improve equality and inclusiveness? What are the current shortcomings? Do you see, for example, what's the improvement area that we can tackle immediately?
1: Uh, attitude. Mm. We can all change attitude, can we? We can just take perspective and be more aware. And that means an effort towards changing your attitude. And this is what men should try because they should consider the female colleagues or female boss or whatever. That's an individual. Okay, it's an individual. Let's just try and focus on our individuality. Obviously, as human beings, we are always bombarded by these biological impulses that interfere with our brain, even if we are aware or not. They are there. There are all sorts of chemical processes in our brains that we are not aware of, but uh, we have a frontal cortex and we have to use it. We have to control that prejudice and we have to focus on individuality and be a little bit more empathic. Empathy is one of the things we need a lot more. We are just sometimes so wrapped up in our little world that we just don't manage to take perspective and we don't manage to understand how it's to be in someone else's shoes or how someone else feels. How how that person can feel, especially when you say something or when you when you do something. It's a lot about being more sensible to these things. And another thing that I found, there is a a general problem, is involvement. So men don't like to get involved in diversity and equality policies in companies, because you see, these are girly things, too girly for me, you know, to get involved. So you see, that's a male attitude, that is a pretty typical attitude, apparently. This is uh, from a study that I found on LinkedIn, to be honest. But... They have quite a point here, isn't it? Because men tend less to get involved in these uh, policies.
0: They think, yeah, it's your fight, I support it, but I'm not going to be involved because it is your fight. That's kind of the attitude.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's not my fight, it's yours. They should be more considerate. It's not only women's fight.
0: No, it is not. It is not at all. I mean, feminism is a fight for equality in gender rights.
1: Yeah, and so you see, that's why gestures like Jeff Motel had to do this group. is not a patriarchal gesture. No. No, it's not. And that's why it's quite irritating to even say that. It's patriarchal. No, he's not patriarchal. He's just a supporter. And he basically gave us the platform. We are the admins. Women are admins. (laughs) He's not controlling anything. There's no patriarchy there, okay? He was well known as a brand. So if I would have started, for example, a group for women, A woman starting a group for women in a male-dominated environment is like building a nest in the middle of a pack of hungry wolves, right? So who would have done that? Any woman would have done that? I don't know.
0: That's fault for fault, I think, yeah. As I mentioned, initially, I had this thought, but then seeing how we interacted with the group and how it moved, then it made me change my mind.
1: So you see my point.
0: Yeah, sure, I, I do, I do. He kind of provided you a launchpad through his influence in the industry, of course.
1: Yes, yes, of course, of course. He basically gave us some help. This is a platform and you can use this platform to talk about your problems, to try to be visible. You see, we are also on forums, on rendering forums. But on a rendering forum, you can be wherever you want to be. You can have a nickname. Nobody knows what gender you have. So on forums, on renting forums, it's fine. We feel normal, included. You know, it's it's okay. You get feedback. It's it's just normal. It's just normal. And as soon as the problem goes in the light of day, trying to get a job or trying to talk to a client, that's when the problem starts. I
0: see you're passionate about this, and we could just we could just stay here and speak about this more, even more. Uh, if you were to give a piece of advice to women who wanted to join art and to jump into this career, uh, what piece of advice would you will give?
1: Probably, stand up for yourself. Just don't get intimidated. Just do whatever you know best, and don't allow people to have superior attitudes and to intimidate you. Because many people will try to have this superior, uh, like male bosses. <sighs> will sometimes have this attitude like dismissal, you know, even ignorance. So you have to stand up for yourself. You have to. You don't have to be agreeable. You don't have to be all nice and shiny and say yes every time. You can learn to say no nicely. You can learn to speak for yourself and make your point because otherwise you're crushed. (laughs) The other one is with reaching your potential. And that's another thing where you have to get out of your comfort zone. If you want to reach your potential, you have to get out of your comfort zone. You can't be comfortable and exceptional. You have to go through a degree of thrill to get exceptional, I think.
0: It's also a matter of grit, I think, because it is a competitive field. It's a field full of great artists. And of course, being a female artist, as you highlighted very well, it is hard, it is difficult. So you have to have extra grit to do that.
1: That's why we have to consider that all of the female artists are pretty pretty exceptional.
0: Elena, I can't thank you enough for this conversation today. It's uh, It's been a pleasure. I see that you're very passionate about this and I hope to speak to you in person soon about these topics, maybe at an event. Very soon, hopefully.
1: I I hope so too. I hope at least next year to uh, this event to start happening again because now finally my daughter is like big enough to kind of. (laughs) <laughs> to be able to go out there and the world and I can't because of this pandemic.
0: Yeah, hopefully it's over soon. But Ellen, I really thank you again. And uh,
1: thank you so much, Federico, because I mean, you gave me this opportunity. Otherwise, I wouldn't have said these things. Probably never.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm really happy to hear that.
1: You really gave me an opportunity to, to speak up my mind.
0: I'm really happy if I can be useful to someone through these conversations, honestly. So... <laughs> (laughs) Again, thank you very much and talk to you soon in person.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed, please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcasting app and get a new episode every second week. If you like this episode, help us growing and improving the show by rating and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Got a question or is there something you'd like me to cover in a future episode? Write me an email at podcast at bigpicturevisual.com. Thank you again for listening and see you next time.